Critics of couples, cad post, cad post, god damn it, I was like I have this plan to say this backwards and I definitely said it wrong, I mean if that was my intention, which it was, I I was successful just not in the way I had planned. Do you want to start a new form of entertainment called cad posting? I was gonna say cast potting, but cad posting, cad posting is better, I, it just naturally came out, so yeah, where well, this is the cad post. Welcome to the cad post. This is what we do here. Uh, I'm Smell. <laughs> I'm Ma'am. <laughs> and uh, we are here to bore the hell out of you. Yeah. Woo! That was a reverse. We're back. Yeah. Michelle said podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. I'm Ma'am. <laughs> Damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> And, I'm Sam, and uh, we're here with a sedimentafine and sedimentafine. Isn't that how you uh, say it? Yeah. Uh, how do How do you say it? S Ace Taminofen. Ace Taminofen. Sedimentafen. A sedimentafen. A sedimentafen. Yeah, getting little. They're not full blown headaches. They're like little. Could go full blown headache if I don't get to it, you know. So then I attack it with the caffeine of delicious. What? Corn syrup, Coca Cola. Is there a polar some, bear on the front of that? Yeah, I think they're getting ready for Christmas oh, time. Yeah. So they're doing the polar bear they stuff. They got the polar bears already. It's remember? not even fucking. Well, it will be. No, it's. Wait, no. Tomorrow <laughs> will be Thanksgiving for you. So yeah, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. No. Well, they started selling these probably at the beginning of November for sure. I know that's when Christmas albums tend to get sold, is the very first of November. <laughs> Are you doing sleigh <laughs> Yeah, it's all the joy. Are it's you doing Mariah Carey? Joy and everything. No, it or is wasn't. that Whitney Houston? Did Whitney Houston do a Christmas song? No, it's Mariah Carey who is the queen. Oh of yeah, I know that. Christmas. What was hers? All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, that's not how the tune goes at all, right? I thought it was pretty accurate. <laughs> You you just sexed it up <laughs> Fergie style. <laughs> Didn't she do that to the Star Spangled Banner? That's Star Spangled That was fun. <laughs> it's fun to do, even if it's terrible to listen to. I remember when everybody was like, Fergie Peter Pants stage <laughs> yeah but she also was singing that song and she was while she was doing flips on stage and that was entertaining as hell wait what she was, was doing flips awful. while she had pee pants going on no it wasn't pee pants oh. but she was singing like it was she was doing a cover of some like 80s rock song on like the today show at like nine o'clock in the morning and she was just on stage like doing front flips <laughs> and singing at the same time and i remember thinking like that's crazy i don't like anything else about you but i think that's kind of neat even though it sounded bad yeah but she's she's on the today <laughs> show at nine in the morning doing flips and singing at the same she time need so. to be doing that just sit on a chair and be earnest with us yeah please you know what i mean Vern? we need you to be <laughs> earnest fergie jim barney died we need a new earnest and fergie fergie you're the one to do it you know what i, I mean 
God. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Well, we talk about stuff. We we share media with each other. Yeah. We're a married couple. We're technically a review podcast. We share yeah. our so, likes. Our so get off of me, you fucking music companies. Oh my god, that's not happening. <laughs> But we, we're typically on different ends of the spectrum. We do have some overlap, but we like to share things that we like with each other, and we review it and talk about it, and uh, this is definitely not a Michelle week. No, it's not. This Michelle is not an overlap week. week. This is not something that I put forth. No, this is some, something that Sam scrambled for. <laughs> you said that this was on the back burner when you gave this to me. I had to remember that it was on the back burner. <laughs> Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sizzle. <laughs> Get out the olive oil. <laughs> At work, they... Remember I told you that I left... I'm pretty sure I left the freezer open at work. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're a bad boy. And, uh, all this old Duh. fucking deer meat dethawed and blood was everywhere. Now, you wouldn't eat that, right? It would gross you out if you were sitting all night. The meat or the blood? The meat. The meat I would not eat. Yeah. What about the blood then? The blood I wouldn't <laughs> eat, but I would taste when no one was around. <laughs> Apparently. And then were... I'd tell everyone about it. I think they had deer. I think they ate all the deer for lunch that day at work. and We didn't know about it. Ew. So, they, they, it, <laughs> so someone got it out of the trash. I don't oh. think it ever went into the trash. This isn't bad. And who knows, it might if it was frozen. It may have just thawed. It might have just thawed and still been at an okay temperature. But like you said, you didn't know how old it was. Uh, so It grosses me out for sure. It was probably like freezer burnt and such, but it's still edible. It's just, I mean, I, I'd probably rather go through the drive through a Dairy Queen personally. Yeah. I think I had ramen noodles. I don't know. Uh, yeah. When's the last time you had ramen noodles, Michelle? <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely been years. Like years, years. No, it was when you would make Salisbury steak and beef ramen noodles, like a sh- <laughs> like the chef that you are. <laughs> and you'd always use those disgusting frozen Kroger brand patties that are preformed, and then you'd put water in the skillet and like boil it because that's how your mom did it, <laughs> and that was how you would present meals to me. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> awesome. Uh, some pretty white trash <laughs> shit as you explained it. <laughs> I don't know why she just she would buy these frozen patties and and boil them in a skillet. Yeah, like you didn't like you didn't make a pot of boiling water. It was just like a little bit, but it was enough that it was like half submerged because it's yeah. just these thin frozen patties. Then you buy that shitty gravy in a can. Always, it was fat-free no, gravy. It was the fat-free specifically. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, the fat-free tastes better. And then over time, you've realized, no, it actually doesn't. <laughs> it actually does not taste better. I would not do any of that the same way now. What's funny is that... I buy like real chuck. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah. But I want to say I love and respect your mom so much. But she does not care about putting... 
I mean, she eats as if it's the depression right now. Like, she always has. I'm going to eat a giant can of hominy. (laughs) We bought her a giant can of hominy. And she loved it. And she was like, I'm going to eat this. And I was like, this was a gag gift. And she's like, no, I'm going to enjoy this. But uh, I was talking more about how she always buys like the cheapest brand that is provided oh yeah like not even it's like the there's a store brand level even with kroger yeah no she's going lower than that she's going the one that's like Psst, hey we're on the bottom shelf <laughs> it's literally called Psst. it's like hey throw your pride aside <laughs> And you're going to make this roast stuff with this gravy that comes in a can that makes the entire house smell like cat piss. Oh, horrible. It was horrendous. And she just didn't notice it. Yeah, because she lived in this house that had like all the rotting stuff in it. So it Mm -hmm. smelled horrible in here. So she didn't notice how bad the gravy smelled until she moved to a clean place and then cooked it and went, oh, what's that smell? That's so horrible. I'm so glad she got out of this house and then we took the rotten stuff out. Yeah. Well, that was more you. Thank you, Sam. No problem. I'm the guy who does all the rotten, gross stuff. But you're but you are less grossed out. Yeah, I can handle it. If I had Although when I pooped my pants and I had to clean my own shit off the floor. The floor? <laughs> what? I was never told that this happened. Yeah, I've been kind of waiting to lay that bomb on you. <laughs> How well did you actually clean the floor? Because now I'm truly... Very well, very well. Very well. It got cleaned up preliminary and then two wipes with the butt wipes and I got paper towels and the spray and cleaned it. And it was just a little bit. It came out of my pants. <laughs> was it like a turd or was it splatter? It was splatter. It was splatter. Okay. God damn it. Uh, so we're a review podcast. <sighs> yes, we are. Today, or today we're talking about my you album. You weren't even sick. <sighs> you weren't even sick. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> and I was... What would you say? 16 feet away from the bathroom? You were very close. Yeah. I just thought it was a fart, man. Is it because you eat so much Skyline Chili? I don't eat so much. I would eat way more if I was single. (laughs) That's a weird statement. I would eat so much more Skyline Chili if I were single. I would. (laughs) Actually, that's very true because I've... I've white trashed out my uh, eating habits much more since I've been with you. I used to go to like Thai restaurants and like try new you things. And <laughs> I'm also with you. <laughs> that was also my fault. <laughs> and I remember the first time we went to a Mexican restaurant together and we were like fighting because of it. <laughs> and you were so upset. I don't, I feel like this podcast so far has been just me like shredding you to pieces. And I'm really sorry because that's not what I don't intention. feel shredded to pieces because it's all true. <laughs> and I volunteered the poop on the floor. <laughs> okay, so let's get into yeah, let's get this, this album that you bestowed upon me. I bestowed upon you Slipknot's original mainstream release, major release, I guess that's the what debut. They call it. The major album. 
What's it called? Major record release. The other t- <laughs> Slipknot. It was the first one. It came out when I was in fucking middle school, and it hit me hard, man. And I gotta find the beginning. Middle of the album. school. That makes sense. Like I said, when I we talked about this a little bit uh, outside of the podcast, but I did say that when I listen to this, it makes sense that someone of your and Kent's age would have gravitated towards this because it's so like in your face and stuff. Yeah, so, and the lyrics feel pretty teenage sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a big, you know. It's a big, uh, what would you say, uh, a pogo stick jump up from Green Day? Sure. I'm just trying to think of something middle school I can't hear pogo stick without thinking of Leprechaun. You ever seen that movie? I've seen uh, the the hood one. You seen uh, the, the first one sucks, but Leprechaun Back to the Hood is Back great. Back to the Hood. Uh, it's the, right? Like T-H-A. Back to the Hood, yeah. The hood. There's a two, the number two, and the. The. That hood. And then who you referred to as Dion Warwick. <laughs> but it's Warwick. Uh, it's Warwick Davis. Davis. All right, here we go. This is the first thing. It's a little intro. It's just a bunch of numbers. You don't know what the numbers mean? I think they mean something. I just. I probably knew at one point in my life, but this is the only Slipknot album I listened to. I ducked out after this album. Is this a. From something, I'm pretty sure this is from a Charles Manson documentary, and this was somebody saying that, like, you know, the whole cult. Mm, I that makes thing sense. I think is sick. Okay. And since they've got a DJ, this is like how they would open their shows. Because they're a huge band. Yeah, it's a nine nine piece band, which was at the time and still kind of is. It's like Jesus Christ, we've moved on. I just let it play. This is the first real song. It's called Sick. And it's heavy my, as hell. Oh, yeah. When I listened to it again, I haven't listened to this in a long time. I was like, this is... I know it was categorized as new metal, and there's definitely new metal stuff in it with, like, Corey Taylor rapping sometimes. Oh, there's a... Yeah. But it's fucking heavy. Like, it's death metal heavy sometimes. It's like... It's fuck, I can't deny it. That nobody should ever look at this album and say it wasn't heavy. Like... Death metal guys will shit on Slipknot, they'll shit on Mudvayne, they'll shit on bands like that. It's like, look, this is pretty fucking heavy, man. Uh, and I, I mean, it, the whole album doesn't sound like this, so I understand if you want to shit on certain things. Certain things, yeah. But this is undeniably heavy and in your face and yeah. just very not in my lane from the get-go. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> didn't expect it to be at all. But this is a different kind of heavy. It's not like... It's not like death metal heavy. It's got death metal elements. It could be put in that world, but... I think the drum sound is so weird. It's like a box sound. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is before they're using samples, too. Like, death, you know, metal nowadays, it's all about... They'll get a live performance, but they'll put samples over it to make it sound as clean as possible. Their own samples or someone else's samples? They can make their own samples. But sometimes a lot of guys just use libraries that are already there. Yeah. This is his real drums. This is what they sound like in that room. And I know they did like weird shit to record. Like, I know if he wasn't playing fast enough, they were throwing like potted plant potted plants at him. Yeah. Like behind him so they'd break and shatter all over him behind him and get him pissed off so he'd play faster. So this like, album is supposed to be an intense experience. 
Which is why they're okay with things sounding rough and boxy. So were they like young 20-year-olds? I would say so, yeah. I think the oldest one is the clown, Sean Cran. And they all are contributing members. They're, some of them aren't just there for a show. They're all, yeah, they're all heavily contributing members. Um, this album is uh, the first one with Corey Taylor, because he was not the original singer. Um, this album has another guitar player that's not with them after this. I can't remember his name, but Jim Root replaces him. And then the band stays the same for a long fucking time. Until people start dying and people leave. Like, there's three members that are... One has died and two are just left. Mick Thompson? Mick Thompson's been there the whole time. Mick Thompson's my favorite member of Slipknot. He's got, like, the Jason Hockey Mask kind of looking... What about Craig Jones? Craig Jones is the sampler. That's what they called him. He's got the big... Josh Brainerd? Nails. Or Donnie Steele? I don't know who the fuck those people are. I'm just looking at the members that say uh, guitar underneath them. Certainly not people who Josh say... I think Josh Brainerd's the guy who played guitar mostly on this album and then left and then hasn't been on anything since. Okay, well, let's see here. I mean, there's nine members. It's kind of hard to go <laughs> go through. Josh Brainerd, commonly known as Nar, to his bandmates, was one of the original Slipknot guitarists alongside Donnie Steele. Donnie Steele. If you look up old pictures of Slipknot, they're like wearing like S&M costumes and shit before like Corey Taylor's in it. There's a guy who just wore like a baby mask. So yeah, Josh Brainerd, it says, did leave. So that is correct. I mean, you can get so fucking convoluted in their history. It just gets so... I don't know how to explain it. There's nine fucking guys you are going to have a lot of trauma. There's videos of them, like, spitting on each other and, like, punching each other in the head backstage because they fucking hate each other at points. I thought it was legitimate. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That wasn't just them putting on a show. No. No. Like how Kent used to choke himself out with a microphone cable. Yeah, on stage. This we, is That's what I'm saying. Like that was just for show. Yeah. No, this is backstage. That wasn't because he actually wanted to die. No, this is backstage. Sid Wilson yelling at Corey Taylor like stuff and then fucking hawks a big loogie on him and Corey Taylor gets up and is like, Fuck you, you fucking pussy! Fuck you, you pussy! And like, but he runs back out on stage because it's in the middle of a show. What was the deal with the contention between Corey Taylor and the band? Like, he looks, he just like seems different. That even looking at their faces, he looks different. What contention? I mean, like you were just talking about. Like, oh, that was with one member. That's it. They were all. They've all had like drinking issues. Because I know, like, Corey Taylor has done his own stuff as well. Yeah. Is he still... Um, he's still in Slipknot, right? He's still oh, a member. Yeah. Slipknot just put out, like, an album that I almost liked. Well, because, I mean, I know some members have left and stuff, so I didn't know if he yeah. was still with it. Because he also was in Stone Sour, right? Yeah, he's he is Stone Sour. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but a member of Slipknot was in Stone Sour. Jim Root. <laughs> what is that? What was that song? You don't need to bother yeah, I I used to listen. My to that dad like for Stone Sour. Album my dad likes Stone when Sour. When I played a skateboarding game. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's move on to the next song, my dear. <clears throat> After I burp, Eyeless. 
This is a song that I remember on Daniel Tosh. Corey Taylor was there. Okay. And Daniel Tosh said, the only thing I remember about Slipknot is somebody screaming, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. And that's this song. I remember being like, hey, I know what he's talking about. I'm a fucking nerd. This sound, this immediately to me feels like I'm listening to like mindless self-indulgence or something like that. I could see that for sure. Like it's so amped up. In a way that I'm surprised that you even like it. Like, this sounds... Like, I get that it's metal, but it almost also has this... I don't know, what would you call, like, mindless self-indulgence? Like, electronic stuff. electronic. The beginning does, but by now, it's totally gone. Now it's just... That's what I'm saying, but it still has, like, tinges of things that are kind of... It's not just straight... Like, a lot of stuff you give me is just, like, either straight punk... Or straight metal the whole time. And I think that this kind of jumps around a little more. It does. I was young. It's what got me into metal. Yeah. Can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. It's clear as day. <laughs> to me, uh, that almost has like a surge feeling. Like, I feel like I can hear people who have inspired Corey Taylor in different songs. This would have come out before that. Surge beat. That should be the other way around. Surge wasn't doing music. I mean, like, they weren't putting out stuff before that popcorn. They haven't, hadn't been around before that popcorn album. I'm not a huge Slipknot historian, but they're all at the same time, so they're not influencing each other. Well, I mean, I'm just, because, again, like I've said a hundred times on here, my brain always wants to attach it to something that sounds similar. So to me... It's and then like almost like the fast pacedness of it also has like a system of a down feel to me at times. Yeah, it's just that. Even though I don't think time. it actually sounds like System of a Down. Yeah, bro, they would not be influencing each other. They'd be on total opposite ends of the country, just working on their own thing at the exact same time, basically. If you ask these guys well, what their actual in influences Iowa, would be, they were not on a different end of a country, were they? Well, God damn it! Don't semantics. Um. I'm trying to say, if you ask these guys what their influences would be, Corey Taylor would be like, it's Slayer and Chuck D. <laughs> like, they wouldn't be like, yeah, I listened to Surge. And Surge would say the same thing. Yeah, I listened to fucking Chuck D and Slayer. And that's what my influences were. Or Suicidal Tendencies. They were kind of a rap metal deal sometimes every once in a while. But this... This is rapping. This is why death metal guys don't like this. You can kind of like... Yeah, it's it's even this song alone. I feel like it's been all over the place. Like I, I've heard, feel like I've heard like three different styles completely in this song alone. So I will give them that. Like kudos to them for being able to to keep it interesting, even if it turns people off. And it did turn a lot of people off at the time. And it doesn't turn me on, but I, you know, I can see where it's coming from. I remember when and there, you're young and you're just like trying to do all these neat things, you know. This is your big first release, so. And when you have nine guys, you have so many influences. You have one guy come in like, hey, I got this guitar riff. And then you have the DJ come in and he goes, check this out. And you're like, yeah, let's move that into that Slayer riff that fucking Mick wrote. And all of a sudden you're like, now I got the sound that nobody had before. It feels like Fuck. as someone who's never recorded... Yeah. <laughs> that it would take so long to record an album to get nine people in the band to agree. 
as well agree. as everyone else who's like you know helping produce and backing the album like that's a lot of people that have to be okay with stuff agreed i think it would even take longer for them to agree on things than it would to actually like do the work yeah it seems like the whole process <laughs> would just take a lot longer with having i mean it's like twice it's like two bands in one yeah a lot of times it's usually like a four or a five piece typically yeah i think so they got the dj they got the sampler so do you think that there are uh chicken tenders in that maybe i know that i think that the two percussionists the chris fenn and sean crayon they're they just play like beer kegs and these huge drums and stuff like that i think they record together in one room and just mic everything separately. Mm-hmm. So that's one take. And then drummer and then guitars. I don't know. That would be a lot. It would be a fucking lot to under, undertake. But And it'd probably get even worse. I bet this first album, they were just like, we have all this stuff written. Let's just get it done. And they just sent in a producer. And it's, I can't remember the producer's name. But he's fucking like made this album what it is. And then I assume every album afterwards would be an even longer process because now you're like, no, I have merit. Look how mm-hmm. good the first album was. I have experience. Remember when I was like, guys, put that 16th note in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you have to listen to it me. It paid off, didn't it? And I think that actually was a contributing factor to people leaving. Like Chris Fain, the other percussionist, he had the long dildo looking nose. Yeah, I saw that. He was like in the middle in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically Corey Taylor's dick on the picture. Uh <clears throat> I think he found out that they were like not including him in all the like profits and somehow did these like back channel different companies. Oh no. And then he was like, you guys are treating me like I'm not an equal member of this group. Like sure. You're Corey Taylor, but like I've been here the whole fucking time. You know, I've been on stage jumping off of things that are really high and jerking my nose off this whole fucking time. That's part of the contention. I mean, like, yeah, they obviously weren't, like there are people who thought that they were m- like higher contributing members like Corey Taylor, I'm sure. Yeah. I wonder if it was one of those deals where it's it's not that they feel that they're higher or if there's if the whole group felt like one wasn't doing enough. Like if Chris was left, maybe they were all like, yeah, he's not doing anything. He's just getting fucking drunk all the time. And he's showing up late. Yeah. I don't know. I know that they lost their drummer first, Joey Jordison. Who was great, but then they got uh, uh, Max Weinberg's son is the drummer for Slipknot now. Oh, <laughs> oh! Do you yeah. think Max would go to Slipknot shows and be like, "Way to go, buddy"? I know Max goes to Slipknot shows and says, "Way to go, buddy." There's a picture of Max Weinberg when Slipknot played on Conan. Max brought his son dressed in his son dressed up like Corey Taylor. So his son was like already yeah. into this sort of stuff. Yeah. His son didn't even want to play the drums. And then he was like, he kind of played the drums. And then he was like, I want to be in Slipknot one day. So then he like busted his ass to get really good at drums and then got in Slipknot one day. Wow. <laughs> Pretty fucking awesome. And then their bass player died. So they got a new guy there. But I don't know how much a bass player really contributes. Although they made a whole fucking album about him. What did he die from? I think he died a drug overdose. They've all had their problems. I know Corey Taylor said there was a point in his time where he's drinking like a fifth a day. He, that, you can see pictures of him. He's real fucking big and like his mask doesn't fit anymore and his overalls are really tight. He's just putting all these calories in. He seems like a real pretty boy. 
Which is weird because... Which also seems like what some of the contention could come from. Because all the other guys look like like real gruff metal dudes. And he just looks... He looks a little more like a scene guy. And I'm not saying that he's not into it. It's just he has a look to him, whether he likes it or not, that yeah. makes it people question, for me at least, his legitimacy. I don't think you can question it, though, because he's been there the whole fucking time. Been busting his ass. And yeah. I've seen him live, and he doesn't short shrift anything he fucking goes for it uh let's listen to the first single i'm not very excited about this but it's called wait for see it seems to me like this would be more this is more Corey taylor's style and they're like no where we can't just do a whole song that sounds like this like i don't know why like i have this prejudice against Corey taylor that i don't understand I don't understand either. You, th- you keep saying, like, this pretty boy, and then he acts like he's better than everybody. It's like, I don't say he acts like he's better than everyone. I know, that he feels like he's contributing more or something. When you listen to interviews with him, he's, like, very down-to-earth. Well, no, I just... But it's always... It, it's kind of like the lead singer thing, though, where you always hear about Corey Taylor when you hear about Slipknot. You don't hear necessarily about the other members from, like, the outside. It's just always Corey Taylor. Because most of the other members don't want to talk. There's uh, one of them. He has never spoken publicly. The one with the nails and this big scuba looking helmet or motorcycle helmet. He's never talked. People ask him questions and he just looks at him through his helmet. He doesn't say anything. So some guys just don't want to. Corey Taylor, yes, he will talk. He wants to put his opinion out there. Yeah. um, He will write a book. He will do all this stuff. People like Mick Thompson are like, I'm fine. I'll do Slipknot tours and I'll come back home and I'll pet my cats. I don't need all this fucking attention. So I don't think it's a point of contention. It could be. I'm sure it has turned into that. Yeah. With maybe like Joey or maybe Chris in the long run. And then maybe he starts to think he should get paid more in the band. But technically in the band, if you like wrote the lyrics, you do get paid for those lyrics. None of the guys get paid for it unless you helped them and you get put in the writing credit. And he's the voice. Like, there's a difference if you act in something and they use your voice or not. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. just seems like... It seems like it's kind of naturally unfair. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but I just... I guess I just assume that there's contention because I've also heard people bitch about Corey Taylor. Like, I've, I mean, yeah, you hear people be negative about Slipknot, but they may say, like, yeah, but I like their first album, which is something you might hear for a lot of bands. But definitely with Slipknot. But then there are people who I feel who I've heard shit on Corey Taylor. I, most people I know that like one Slipknot album love them all. I'm like really? the one that doesn't. So when you just said that, I was like, who the fuck are you talk to? Because everyone I... I don't think my sister followed them throughout. I think she only likes early Slipknot. Maybe. But most people fucking like Kent. Like this might be Kent's least favorite. <laughs> of the albums that would make sense and it's the one i the only one i'll listen to especially I'll, if you're you know leaning on wait and bleed it sounds so different than all the other oh, songs yeah. on the album yeah the sing get it to the, the public man yeah all right let's move on because uh let's not make this forever let's do surfacing this is a little annoying sound let's at the not beginning. make what forever sam our love for our people because we have people you just don't know about it. We have people in this, under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a roach down there right now. <laughs> I cut his tongue out. This is a song I've been playing the drums to lately. 
I also bought you a dominatrix outfit. I get to be and a man. Shotgun. Oh, well, I'm not gonna be man. I didn't know anybody was gonna get to be man, so I'm excited. I'm asking. <laughs> I get to be man. Yes. Here's that teen angst kind of thing that I was. I feel like I, I like when it makes sense to me. Also comes from like "fuck your mom" by Corpuside. Like I feel a similar, just <laughs> young angst, like teenagers. You know, like uh, there's just a similarity that I hear that makes sense that you guys enjoy this. With knowing you guys and knowing your your tastes, and obviously I I know that Kent is a big Slipknot fan. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm pissed. I've pissed him off with everything I've said. <laughs> He's probably listening like. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying my impression because I've heard negativity about Corey Taylor. Maybe you haven't heard it as much because you're looking at more like pro stuff like that. I guess I've heard. Oh, no, I've heard the things and I understand why they say it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I guess that I, I, I assume that that also like seeped into the band as well because I don't really know much about them. But you guys have covered a couple of these songs, like, in your shows back in the day, haven't you? No. Adam doesn't like Slipknot. We would have never played a Slipknot song. You guys haven't played one Slipknot song ever? No. I think Kent and I did when we would play with He Who Shall Not Be Named. That was never, like, a public situation. No. Oh, I didn't know Adam was not a fan. No. Adam's not a fan. Like, is he, is he like, I don't like Slipknot, or he's just, like, meh? Uh, depends what the day is. Mostly meh. Sometimes I don't like Slipknot. What is it that he doesn't like about them? The rap kind of stuff. But he likes rap. He likes actual he rap. Like, he likes rap. Yeah. He doesn't want it in his metal. Although he likes some anthrax, which has little rap elements in it, so I don't know. It's still just what works for you and what doesn't. Adam was just like White Zombie and Megadeth and yeah, anthrax. He's a little more on... <laughs> He's more like bar metal, whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sort of. I like my women on a little on the trashy side, which he used to sing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we lived with them. So. I am the push that makes you move. I am the push that makes you move. <laughs> a lot of teenagers, but you brought up Fuck Your Mom, that song we did. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a general to everybody. Ours was specifically talking about one person's mom. I know, <laughs> but it's still like the anxiety, not anxiety, the, the aggression and like just so much like young youthful energy behind it fueling your hatred like i don't i mean like i hate things but i'm more like i get exhausted by my hatred for things hatred does not fuel me like it <laughs> seems to do when you're like a teenager oh, yeah. and in your young early 20s fuck that i'll show them <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> there's also in that it's like uh fuck it all fuck this world fuck everything put us don't belong. Don't exist. Don't give a shit. Don't ever judge me. <laughs> like the don't ever judge me is completely. That, it hit the teenage vein completely. And I remember like writing it on things and thinking it was like, I'm so. Was bleh. it in that song? Oh, yeah. Fuck it all. Fuck this world. Fuck everything that you stand for. Don't belong or don't exist. Don't give a shit. Don't ever judge me. Da -da 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 like, I'm judging people all the time, man. <laughs> don't care, but don't hurt my feelings. 
<laughs> that's how it comes across to me. Yeah, a little bit. Like, don't give a yeah. shit if someone tries to hurt your feelings, but please don't try and hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but I love playing the song that the drums to this song because I know you said the drums sound boxy, and I do. I think so. I like, do it's, agree. It's just like a weird sound. I agree. To Plus, me. they're adding big other drums in there, so it's not just like. When he's hitting his like bass drum, if it didn't have like these cavernous other drums that the other guys are hitting with mallets, mm-hmm. it might not sound so boxy. It still might, but I'm sure that's helping the boxiness. But what he's playing is the fucking shit. He does all this like extra snare stuff where he's adding like quick rolls in that he doesn't need to, and it just gives it this flavor that's very fun to play the drums to. So I assume the production quality increases quite a bit as it goes on or do they stick with this sound that almost has more of like a garage sound to it which is kind of my interpretation of it i know i was just sitting here thinking like i think this album sounds fucking amazing i don't know what this garage sound thing is but okay (laughs) but i'm not referring to everything i'm specifically referring to the way that the drums sound which to me don't sound like I don't know. Like they're just I'm not very say, clean. I'm gonna say, yeah, they probably get more like they can probably pick up if they're playing big drums and they didn't have like certain mics to pick up like timpani sized drums. It's probably gonna sound flat and placky and boxy. So I assume if you get better production value with further albums, you're gonna hear more like the doom to it instead mm-hmm. of the. <laughs> but I don't know. I've <clears throat> I've listened to every Slipknot album, but. After this album is the... Uh, oh, yeah, because you still do Iowa. give them all a listen. I've tried them, yep. Uh, Iowa came out after this. I had He Who Shall Not Be Named's Grandma. She picked it up during the day so that after school, all three of us, Kent, He Who Shall Not Be Named, and I, could have it. Uh, I tried to like it. I pretended to like it for a bit, and it just... Because they both were into uh, it. Everyone loved it. And it... The quality of it was great. This the paper it came with inside. Does it have a cow on the front? Yeah, or, uh, I think it's a goat. Okay, I, can't, I couldn't remember. Like the paper it came on was felt great and had like all these weird textures inside of it. Amazing production. Like I would kill to have that kind of production value on something, but it just didn't fucking hit. And then after that, they start getting softer, and I think they start getting more drunk. So their fucking shows up. They're middle America yeah. ripping the fields. And I get to a point where I can't, I can, I don't really enjoy Corey Taylor's rhythm anymore. It seems like it turns into. Because you said that he got vocal training and that like kind of changed things quite a bit. Yeah, I think it changed because he probably blew out his throat. But I think it was more came from not drinking so much booze. Is he sober now? I don't know if he's sober, but I know he's a lot. You don't need to buy. I, mean, I know they took it down a notch, for sure. Yeah. Well, you want to let the bodies hit the floor and move along? Yeah, I was going to do the next one. This is uh, the second and last single. Oh, one after another? Spit, nope. Nope, surfacing was in between. No, Wait and please, number four. Number six is Spit It Out. I guess it just faded into the surface. This song. For me. This, album, <laughs> this uh, video is like The Shining. Court Taylor's dressed up like Jack Torrance, and some of the members are dressed up like the girls. No, no wonder Kent liked it. I'm not, I don't know Shining if he was a big Shining fan. 
then. I don't know when that started for him. Uh, I'm sure Shining came first. I know I've been watching the Shining for a long time. This is that rap style. Mm-hmm. But I know every fucking this word. This is very heavily rap style from the beginning. Yeah. And this is a time when metal bands love talking about spit. <laughs> and this is a very surprising sound here. This is a... It almost has, <laughs> but it almost sounds like a science, like an incubus science sound to it as well. I bet he loved incubus. I bet he loves incubus. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing about Corey Taylor. He loves everything. Does him? Yeah. That's why he'll put out shit that like, he needs more than Slipknot. He's, uh, that makes sense. I mean, interested in things. It's good that he is more than just a one-trick pony. And he might even been more of a punk guy than a metal guy. A lot of top metal guys, like Lamb of God, Randy Blythe, he would be like, I'm more of a punk than a metalhead. I just got successful in a metal band. Yeah. What's that? Is that a guitar like whammy thing? I think that's the sampler. Like anything weird. Is that the cheese sticks? Sounding is the cheese sticks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything weird. I mean, you got a guy. I think the sampler just takes things from movies and gets to hit a button and go, now we hear him say a word. Hello. (laughs) And that's the sampler's job. He just stands on the back with his big fucking nails sticking out. And like each album, the nails got longer. <laughs> I think now they're like two feet long or something. <laughs> I'm probably wrong with that, but I know they're immense. And that guy's just weird. He says he never does interviews. He's never talked. And Corey Taylor's talked about him. He'd be like, even on the bus, he just doesn't talk. He's just not that guy. I mean, if you ask him a question, he'll... Uh, he'll communicate back with you. Yeah, but he's not just going to be like, hey, how you doing? He's just that guy. Yeah. All right. I think we should take a break and then come back and hit the album hard, man. What do you think, bro? Or do you want to do one more? I mean, I don't think we're really technically that far to the album at all. Uh, we're on the... Let's do one more. That'll be the half of the album. Okay. This is a song that... Uh, for the majority of my life, it's pretty fucking rough to listen to. Tattered and torn? Yeah. I don't like what's about to happen. Now. Nope. I was wrong. I don't like it. This frequency fucks with me. It's just a fucking noise song. Now, this song used to be on the album before this, Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat. Okay. And it was heavier. Like, it wasn't so noise-driven. It didn't have all the... Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't Corey Taylor doing it. It was this guy named Anders. Who they actually... People wanted him to come back when they... Chris Fenn got fired, the percussionist guy. Mm-hmm. They were, so don't you get the original vocalist back? And then it, it, it would make sense. So is this Corey Taylor's first album with them? Yep. 
He's just a boy. Yeah, he is just a boy. I think he saw him and was like, I can do better than that guy. <laughs> but, I mean, they were such a different band back in the day. They were writing songs about, like, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. So did they get signed with the other guy and then he was replaced with Corey Taylor? Or did no. they get signed with Corey Taylor? I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Corey Taylor joined the band and then they hit touring very hard and they were a very extreme live band and they just got a name for being fucking crazy. So have they done the uh, jumpsuits and the masks since the beginning? Um, versions of it since the beginning. There's been guys who kind of wore more S&M clothes at the beginning, <laughs> but eventually they kind of geared towards a central uniform yeah. to make us all one unit. And, and then you still? can accessorize yourself with, like, the mask. The mask is you. Do they still do that, or have they gone kiss and revealed all their faces? Oh, they've all been revealed except for that one. The one that with the nails that doesn't want to talk, that doesn't want to be seen. He stuck to his guns the whole fucking time. Now, I think you could find pictures of him, but he hasn't been, like... Opening it about and walking around. What if it's not really who they say it is? What if it's just someone like who's just hiding in disguise and pretending to be someone that he's not? I guess technically you could just hire anybody to go there. I mean, no, like, what if it's really like Jada Pinkett Smith inside there? Um, then they put her on stilts. <laughs> That's very possible. Uh, I mean, I guess I. All the violated little girls mm -hmm. would love that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That guy's just fucking weird, too. Well, I think it's time we take a break so things can be evacuated appropriately. You got a, sh you got a shit or something? Uh-huh. Is that why you've been, like, <laughs> distant? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I'm not distant. Yeah, sure. I, I brought up Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm very into this. Let's go to break. Oh, rap time. I'm the one who's been asking things that would offend Slipknot fans. We'll be back. Welcome back. What is this? This is from the original Slipknot album, Make Feet Kill Repeat. That's what they were doing. And if you think that was wild, after this, it gets even weirder. Come on, y'all. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> wow. Jeez. Like an RHCP all the way. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. That was oh. original Slipknot before Corey Taylor. Interesting. You know what that song was called? <laughs> Do Nothing slash Bitch Slap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that line, he's like, I want to put a cap in your ass. How did that sound like something that Kirk would make? It does. It does sound like Kirk. <laughs> so welcome back to the podcast. Yes, welcome, we welcome. are reviewing Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah, baby. 
which came out in 1999. I don't know if I told I don't, anyone that. I don't know that you did. I don't think I told anyone that. 1999. I was listening to In Sync. You're in syncing it in 1999. Uh-huh. I'm slipknotting it. I'm mud veining it. Misfitsing it. Might be about it. Limp biscuiting it. You were definitely fisting it. I'm fisting things all the time. I'm talking about yourself. You were jerking that thing when you were in middle school. Like That was your best friend. Sorry to tell you, Kent. You think that you were Sam's best friend? No. It was his hand. So when you said fisting, I, I, think, meant- I think everyone thought of me putting my fist into my ass, but you meant create a fist around my penis. Isn't that what most people do? I mean, here's what happens, but... It's like a I reverse think when a punch. Says, yes, it's a reverse Men punch. are reverse punching their dicks <laughs> when they're masturbating. I gotta go reverse punch <laughs> off real quick. <laughs> real tense. All right, you want to get back into this Al Blame? Yeah. We left off with Tattered and Torn. Now we're going to Me Inside. <laughs> tattered and Torn, Me Inside. guess I should turn it up. What's the... Oh. I uh, I I took a break. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that my digestive system took a trip around the sun <laughs> and then ended at the Hershey Highway. And I have some exhausted insides right now. I'm yawning. I'm sorry. Ah! You're exhausted insides. I don't know if I've ever heard it. Exhausted used for the term of someone's insides. Yeah, my, my insides are exhausted. My insides are tired from the the thing that just happened in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it because I'm a lady. What about this little uh, this mode they go into here? This like John Davis sounding, yeah, yeah, corn influence sounding yeah, yeah. music. It's definitely that's when it's getting into the. Emotion. I'm, t- I'm torn inside. Me inside. You know when this album came out, I didn't pick up on any of that kind of shit. It was. I think I was just so like, yeah, pain. Even though I wasn't depressed or anything. But I will say this: I remember being in high school. Like, I'm tired of bands talking about fucking pain and stuff. Uh-huh. So by high school, I was like, like I would make fun of the new Slipknot songs, but like, yeah, ah, pain, pain. Ah, I'm hurt. so but you don't like when people sing about love i know i don't like anything that's the thing (laughs) you would rather it just be like weird abstract things like how frank zappa would talk about the weirdest stuff and things like wouldn't make sense just be like random phrases on top of each other that's what you feel most comfortable with or not or talking about not flushing tampons that works for me something about flying through the galaxies what song does Frank Zappatia flying through the galaxy? I, I said or. Because okay. I wasn't talking about Zappa. I was thinking more like Peter Gabriel. Flying through the galaxy. He doesn't say that what? <laughs> yeah. I remember I listened to this album around my mom all the time and she was like, there's some sort of distortion effect on his voice. And I'd be like, no, there's not. He's... He's doing that with his mouth. He's that good. <laughs> and obviously now I listen to it. I'm like, oh, there's a fuck ton of distortion on his 
voice. You can hear it all over. That's funny, though, from now being an adult's perspective and thinking about your mom who would say that to try and like have something to connect with you on about it like that's her reaching out and saying like yeah this and you're like no it's not <laughs> that's exactly how it went and, and said like you took it the wrong way when she's like i'm trying to bond with him and he's like no and she's completely she's completely right uh-huh and it would have been a cool conversation because it could have been like oh then i wonder how much grit's actually in his voice like hmm, this could start a path of like i wonder what it actually would sound like. No, but you had this childlike facade yep. that he was this like. Yep. No, he's doing that all with his mouth. That's just who he is. And it's one take. There's, he's not layering anything. <laughs> and now I know it, like everyone layers shit constantly. Distortion is applied. There's all sorts of vocal tricks. Girl, you know it's true. I remember being told that uh, Cud from Mudvayne gargled oil and rocks. I think I told you that in the episode of that. And that's how he got the grit to his voice. <laughs> Now I think of that shit like, man, kids are fucking stupid. Do you think it would have been like castor oil or like peanut oil? I'm thinking like used motor. Oh. Yeah. Coming out with sediments. Chunks of sediment you can see in it. Chunks of sediment Especially you can you. see fly through the skies of the galaxy. Cut galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like Rush. <laughs> yeah, that's up your lane. It's parking in your carport. I get painted in this shit, and I listen to like seven Rush songs. I listen to one half of a Genesis album. I paint my carport like a galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Liberate. <laughs> I remember I used to... Uh, I kind of learned how to play metal guitar learning these songs. Did you also learn how to... Scratch No A turntable He's never into that You know he Put out some stuff On his own His name's Sid Wilson The DJ And he put out some stuff On his own Uh huh And he calls himself DJ Starscream (laughs) Wow Yeah See that Excuse me Sorry We got the Yonzies Yeah Um I That's usually something That even though I, I enjoy Incubus I I do sometimes kind of I cringe at those turntable sounds. Sometimes it just feels out of place when it's in rock music. Yeah, for some reason I don't mind it on this album at all. I mean, sometimes it fades into the background and it doesn't bother you, but sometimes it's just like, oh, I wish that wasn't there. Like I can still play this song. I'm pretty sure these songs were kind of simple, and then something I found fans. Slipknot fans found out later is that like they cut out solos and technical stuff of the songs. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they cut out shit. Like, they did. They were like, nobody wants solos right now. Cut it out. So then they were just like, All right. not even the fans. God damn it! I want a real conversation. <laughs> I'm having a conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying that not even the real fans wanted a you know guitar break. No, I think they should have. I think they should have now. I would have been like, yeah, fuck it, it's a guitar solo. Was it just equating guitar solos with like a different style of metal that they didn't want to be associated with as closely? I would say that's a good point, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we're, we're doing this a more modern way. I think so. We got some scratches and scratches. And like, you know, like grunge came along and kind of took out solos. 
I mean, Alice James was doing solos, Soundgarden was, but they weren't like big extravagant 80s solos. I think they were trying to stray away from that. Like, this is not your 80s metal. This is your fucking... I feel like the band that was maybe closest to that would have been Soundgarden out of, like, all of those bands because yeah. they were what I would say is the heaviest. I mean, I think all of those bands, like, dipped in to being a little heavy, but they were mostly just, you know, like, they had some angst, but they were mostly easy listening. I don't think Alice Chains might be heavier than Soundgarden. Yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. You can listen to that with your auntie. Yeah, but Alice Chains has... Yeah. That would fit with this just now. I think this is the end of the song where you can hear him, like, coughing. Oh, nope. Not this one, wrong. but I it'll happen. I was it will happen. I wonder, I think this would be like a time where he's not screaming correctly. And it's just like, yeah, it hurts, but it sounds good. Fucking go for it. Bro. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I'm literally yawning one after another. And I'm just staring at you with my mouth stretched all the way open. Like, that's. Like, that's, like I should at least try and be a little less disgusting or like horrifying around you it's not making me feel disgusting it makes me feel like you do not give a fuck about this podcast <laughs> right now that's all it could make to me it's not about the <laughs> podcast at all it's that it's 4 30 on a fucking sunday and i it's it's been rainy and gloomy all weekend it is pretty gloomy right now isn't so it? yeah it's like an english day it is it is literally the world around me that is just making me sleepy <laughs> and for me i've got the gray house across the street so it's gray sky gray house these are the streets that jack the ripper killed on That's i think you like. should just not take things so personally if i do something like yawn because one thing that you know about me is hey michelle how are you doing? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm sleepy. That's just who I am. Please continue, Sam. Prosthetics. I think this is where you're going to get some primo beer keg action. Right there. Tiki, tiki, tick, tick. Jack. Which, I mean, live. Imagine going live. You see fucking nine guys on stage. Two guys with huge, like, three drums on the side. They stand on them and beat them with baseball bats. Then they pull out a keg and they fucking hit that. There's two guys fighting on stage, punching each other in the head. If you're, like, into metal and you're angsty, you're you're like, this is fucking amazing. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, aside from the punching each other in the head, you could see that in a stomp show on Broadway. Yeah, but they're not puking on themselves. (laughs) No. Definitely more family friendly beating on things to make music. Setting themselves on fire. This band came along with crazy stories. The, the DJ Sid Wilson, DJ Starscream, if you will, like climbing things and jumping off and breaking his legs. Just because it's it's crazy wild time. They'll go, they'll do fucking anything. Or would at the time. I think they might have calmed down by now. Boys will be boys. Although, I do think they haze the new percussionist. They call him Tortilla Man. That's offensive. Continue. <laughs> it looks like he's got a burrito shell on his face. It, uh, oh, so he has that uh, Edward James almost skin? Yeah, he's got Edward James almost skin. Yeah, I know they like haze him and they like 
hit him as he walks by. And he's just got to fucking take it. They're like, welcome to the band, bitch. <laughs> you sound like a bunch of bullies. And they kind I'm, of are. I would not want to be in this angsty fucking testosterone explosion of a band. Get I, away from me. I don't think they did that to Jay Weinberg. Max Weinberg's son. I don't think they fucked with him. I think they were just like, hey, welcome. You're good at you the don't drums. Think he showed up and said, okay, every one of you, I'm going to stick my drumstick in your butts. But based on how I feel about you is based on how far it's going to go. Why would Jay Weinberg be sticking the sticks in there, but he's the new guy. The least, the less, because he wanted to show his dominance. So he shows up and he's like, the further I stick this in your butt, the more power I have over you. So they all willingly, there was no, it wasn't rape. It was all consensual. But they're like, okay, master. And they, they pulled their pants down and they said, Mr. Weinberg, do your business. And he went, bleep, bleep, bleep. I like you. I don't like you. I like you. I don't like you. And he did that nine times. Because he had to do it to the guy who was leaving, too. <laughs> I was going to ask. Uh huh. He had to do it to the guy that was leaving and he stuck it in the furthest because he was like, I own you. Get out of here. I'm still so confused as to why Jay Weinberg gets power in this situation. He's the new guy. Because he's Max Weinberg's son. And, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. And Max was standing in the corner with his uh, arms crossed the entire time in a shadow. Are you sure it wasn't Max actually inserting the drumstick as they all turned around? No, it was. He was just saying, yes, son. <laughs> yes, son. Each time it happened. <laughs> yes, son. Daddy, good? Daddy like me now. <laughs> Daddy love me when I stick drumstick and bum bum. Uh, Jay Max Weinberg recently did uh, they did this thing called Two Minutes Till Midnight. It's a it's like a talk show, but the guy wears black metal makeup and it's like based off metal bands and stuff. It's for metalheads, but it's a talk show. But they do covers of songs, and uh, they got Max Weinberg to do the drums on a Misfits song. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Max Weinberg, I will give you one guess as to how old Max Weinberg is. It's a very sexy age. 69. Oh, yeah. I was going to say 72. Until you gave me the hint that was pretty much just the answer. <laughs> I never found any other number sexier than 69, except for... Jay Weinberg 18. is younger than me, and if this motherfucker ever tried to put any sort of dominance in my asshole, I would not allow it. I'd be like, no, sir, thank you, and I'd walk away. Did you find an actual picture of him, or is he wearing his Slipknot stuff? It's mostly pictures of him as a person. Like now, with long hair? Yeah, and his arms crossed. Saying, I'm Jay Weinberg, but you know my son's father, Max. I'm going to look at Jay here. I wonder if he's going to start looking like his dad more as he gets older. I know that, like, other people start looking. You think, like, uh, Charlie Sheen and, uh, God damn it. Do you think Charlie Sheen and his, uh, what's his brother, Emilio? Mm-hmm. You think they're going to start looking more like, uh, they both are. I mean, Emilio looks so much like Martin Sheen. Does he? Yeah. I never thought he did before. Where have your eyeballs been this entire time? He's always, Emilio has always looked way more like Martin than Charlay. I agree, but I never thought he looked like him 
at all. Oh, he looks <laughs> a lot like him. So I'm wondering if he starts getting like bigger. You know how guys like they get Alec Baldwin head and for some reason, like or Julian from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Everyone's heads get big. Nothing stops like, growing. Well, maybe if my head doesn't stop growing, I'll have a jaw eventually. I think you'll die before you get a chin or a jaw or any of that. I think it'll take too long. <laughs> I'll be in the grave with a jaw. Finally, on his last day, we confirmed he had a jaw. The only time you'll have a jaw is when the skin rots away and you see that there's actually bones in there. I can feel it. It's right there. Uh-huh. Wait. Why is it just going through like a sponge? I have a chin. Fuck off. <laughs> Let's move on. I have four stomachs. No life. And I also have no okay. life. I never leave the house. Time for rapping. I mean, I assume that this has something to do with negative things I've heard about him. What, rapping? This. Look, I'm not saying that he can't rock. But yeah, it's just the idea, like you said, that some people just don't like to put the two together. Oh, yeah, strict death metal dudes. Uh-huh. And me most of the time. But no. People that don't like Corey Taylor, they just don't like Slipknot in general because they don't think it's like actual real metal or they're not into metal at all. Do you think that's what it is? You don't think that they like metal, they just don't like Corey Taylor? What? Say it again? Do you think that they like metal? They just don't like Corey Taylor. Like, do, do you think there are people who are like, Slipknot would be better if they didn't have Corey Taylor? Or like if they like that last album, that song that you played more, and they're like, man, I hate this new sound. I'm, maybe. I don't know. I know that there's a class of metalheads who won't listen to Slipknot because they don't consider them metal. Just because it's like a Just thing? because it was popular. Just because there's some sort of rapping out. Now, if you like Slipknot, the majority of people loved it all no matter what. So like... Corey Taylor never the reason people don't like him outside of the metal world or in the metal world could be that he's very outspoken and will straight up say something like fuck that guy from this band he's a fucking cock yeah where most people don't really do that yeah Corey Taylor will do that he's just, he's just outspoken yeah like him and Chad from Nickelback yeah Chad Kroger yeah they have a feud and have had a feud for a long time I've heard about that yeah and it's because Corey Taylor's not afraid to be like, fuck that weirdo head looking motherfucker. <laughs> There's really no reason for him to say that either, so he is kind of being a dick. I, it's now that argument has gotten to the point of who started it. Because I have seen, like, they do definitely attack each other. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> but do you also think that it's partially just fun for them? Like, it's just become a thing? Or do you think they're, they really don't like each other? Um, I don't think they like each other because the way I remember, you know, from the Corey Taylor side is that Chad Kroger did an interview and he said that, like, uh, Nickelback is a band who actually, like, writes good songs. We're not like Slipknot who just make noise or something. Mm. Like, and maybe even insulted fans, I think. And that's when Corey Taylor was like, you can say whatever the fuck you want about me, but if you talk about my fans... And then he said, like, meet me in the... I don't know. And then that's when it started. I I just don't like that. I think that mentality is just weird. When anyone does that, if a country music artist does that, I think that's weird. Don't talk about my fans like that. Don't talk about my fans. Like, shut up. (laughs) Seriously, shut up. 
Like, yeah, they like you, but they also might like other stuff that sucks. <laughs> like, why are you fighting battles for your fans? One hundred percent. One of your fans, at least, is a complete piece of shit. And uh, <laughs> for anybody who's got fans, and I'm going to say at least one of your fans, at least, like both of you. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So chill out, bro. I'm sure. But cool out. But I know that I like way more Slipknot songs than I like Nickelback songs. So Corey Taylor's right. <laughs> Goodness, that's how that works. Let's move on to Diluted. I like your pants around your feet. So this album, like I said, was huge for me. This is kind of responsible for going heavy. Like this is the start of wearing black shirts, buying things with spikes on them, chain <laughs> wallets, not spiking your hair. Spiking my hair. You did that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Except I didn't do it like Jake Johnson or uh, Jimmy Rowland style, you know, where they just kind of like slick it up. Yeah. And it just does a natural spike. I was like, grab them and twist them to make individual spikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, way more time. Shit that I would not do now because I'm like, nah, it takes way too fucking long. <laughs> I don't care if people know what I fucking listen to. Just look at me. <laughs> Same reason I also don't like drive around blasting music. I kind of want to listen to it at a volume I'm comfortable with, where I can hear everything appropriately, and I don't need the next guy in the car to know what I'm listening to. I don't give a shit. I can hear the bass from the person who delivered our lunch to us from really? their vehicle. I hate that. It's not how you're supposed to listen to music. All it is to me is you're showing off on either what you bought or that you just want people to be like, oh, wow, he listens to rap or he listens yep. to metal. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't sound good. The person who mixed it doesn't want you to listen to it like that. Yeah, like blowing your speakers out. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, getting in cars it, and people turn the bass all the way up. I'm like, oh, so you like shit sounding music? Stuff like that makes me feel ill, though. Yeah. It actually, because I've talked about it before, like I get exhausted from like concerts and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it is waves hitting you. Mm -hmm. It's physical shit happening to your body. So that's why listening to like when I used to be in a car with Jason when I was like in high school and he would listen to electronic or like rave music, I would just be like, I feel like I'm getting a migraine. Like I feel like I'm going to throw up and like I'm spinning. Like it just like the frequencies are just weird for me. Yeah. I think. You know, they make, like, techno music and stuff like that to feel. Because everyone's doing ecstasy. <laughs> you like, I feel it, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing like eating mushrooms and then going and standing in the ocean with your friend until you're pruny and then just being like, we're, like, connected to the whole world right now, man. We're connected to everything, man. <laughs> I've never had one of those moments. <laughs> I'm glad I do not get like that <laughs> when psychedelics are involved. I don't get like worldly. I'm more just like, yep. No, <laughs> I sit here listening to music I like. <laughs> I get real thinky in my head. <laughs> I do. I, I understand. I've said it before. I understand the whole thing about like a mental cleansing with psychedelics. Not if you do it all the time. Or if you microdose. Whatever. I love this shit. It's all that extra percussion stuff. 
that would be cool to be in a band and you're the percussionist and you're like, all right, they wrote all the songs and now we just get to like accent them up and you get to like sit there with your friend and be like, oh, dude, do this cool like paradiddle and then hit the fucking cake with a baseball bat. It'll sound great. The paradiddle. Yeah. You can like bringing that paradiddle up a lot. Paradiddles are fun. Right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. Um, Kent would always say, I bet being the percussionist, like the dildo nose guy, Chris, Fenn, I bet his job would be the most fun. You just get to run around. Every once in a while, you hit a drum, you beat something with a baseball bat, and then you get to pick up a microphone and make backup vocals, and you're not the main guy. You just get to go, <laughs> cling, cling, run around, run around, hit something else, fucking pretend to jerk off your nose in front of somebody, go back over, and hit something else. Great job. I'm sure it's a wonderful job. You're just being high energy, running around, being crazy the whole night. But what happens when you have a night where you're like, man, I just want to hang out. It's your fucking job. You get on the fucking stage and you go nuts. No, man, bro, just chill out. No. Tonight. I hate chill shows. The only chill show I've ever enjoyed was Dweezil Zappa. Those are great shows. Yeah. Where Dweezil just has a smile on his face while he just stares. Why? He plays the guitar better than anybody I've ever seen and acts like he's just drinking tea. And he looks, it looks completely effortless. Absolutely effortless. Let's move on. We've got two more actual This is a long one. Oh, wait. This is only one. This is only two minutes, 20 seconds. Um... I, th- you said, I thought you said two more songs. So that's yeah, two like. more actual songs. Wink, wink. This is a hilarious teen shit. Pain made to order. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to understand what's being said. So This is a song that came back from... The, this was on the uh, first album, too. The Mate Feed Kill Repeat with the old singer. This was a... Crossover. There's a few songs from this album that they had already recorded, but then beefed up a lot with this. And Corey Taylor is a very, he's got a lot more vocal range than the other guy. Uh-huh. This riff is fucking heavy as. Oh. Yeah. That is. Heavy fucking guitar. That is metal. That Those are riffs metal. that cannot be denied. If Slayer would have played that riff, every, every strict metalhead would have been like, it's fucking awesome. But since Mick Thompson played it, strict metalheads are like, no. Is this a song where he's doing that at the end of it? Or is it the next one? Where oh. he's doing that breathing stuff and he's like, Ugh. I, know, that might I feel be, like that's happened a couple times might, in this album, it, though. Yeah, it also happens, I was going to say, I think more than once. I guess I was just assuming based on how he seems like he's going balls out vocally on this song. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, like I said earlier, it doesn't sound like he's doing any real technique but he's to also, not fuck himself up during this. He's also just not doing other things. It's just all... Ah, the whole time. During this song, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there's other guys screaming like I can hear Sean the Clown. Is that him there? Probably. Him and Chris, probably. Because the two percussive guys, they were the backup vocalists. 
And like Sean Crown, he started the band. He's like the main boss guy. Since there's usually like only one real, uh, not unusually one, but there is usually like one brain. There's usually one driving force, one guy that like gets everything mm-hmm. sorted. I mean, he'll take ideas from everyone, but he'll get them in action. Yeah. There's usually got to be that one guy. The nucleus. Yeah. And I think he started the band. He's the oldest in the band. He's the one that... I think he already had, like, two kids by this time By this, time this album's coming out. And he's like, now I gotta make this my living. That's what he wanted, though, right? That's what he wanted. But So, like, it's, it was the drive of, this is what I want, and if I'm gonna provide for my family, then I have to do this fucking yeah. right and balls out. And that's what they did. They got so popular because they were on OzFest... And they were on the second stage because at Ozfest you've got two stages: yeah. second stage and main stage. And they were headlining second stage, and people were staying to watch second stage headline rather than go to the first two bands for main stage. Because mm-hmm. Slipknot was like, "These fucking guys are insane. Yeah. We've never seen anything like this." They come out, they look huge. For some reason, when guys wear like costumes and they're on stage, mm-hmm. like Guar, they look yeah, giant. They do. And then you meet them, and I'm taller than all of them. <laughs> So you see all these guys come out, and then they're like running at each other, doing crowd surfing, and just going nuts. So they just took over, and then they played main stage a few times, but then they were like, no, we want to go back to second stage. And they were like, they were Slipknot by this point. We're like, no, we want to go back to second stage. That's our home. (laughs) Wow. And that's when I saw them, was on second stage, and that was a pretty good concert. Do you think that would still be the case? I don't know. I'm not sure. They started doing their own festival, Not Fest. So, yeah. and Ozfest doesn't exist anymore. So that's weird. I think that was the year they did MTV did a show where a band got to be taken on to Ozfest. They they auditioned all these bands and they picked one member from each band and they took them on the road for Ozfest and they put them through all these challenges. Okay. And I remember watching Slipknot and they had a big crane camera in the middle of the crowd. So it took up this huge section, and then this camera was following these two people, and they stood right next to me, and we were watching Slipknot. I just kept being like, okay, I don't know who the fuck these people are, but there's a camera on them. This is weird, and that crane camera keeps turning around and looking at them. This is weird. Didn't know the show was being made. Then, like, four months later, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, that's the person I was standing next to. <laughs> I was like, ah, I wonder if I'll ever see a shot of me them watching Slipknot. I might be in the fucking MTV show, but yeah. it never happened. But that show was weird. They weren't allowed to talk to the driver. They were getting drug tested. They weren't allowed to have like any alcohol and stuff. They had to like learn to play good songs from the bands, and would they'd bring them out to play one song, and it yeah. was <laughs> accidentally. Most of the band members they chose, probably on purpose, they chose the worst member. Yeah. So they were like struggling to play whatever they're supposed to play. You're sitting there as a good guitar player, like it's not fucking hard. <laughs> so they sent their Kirks. I wasn't going to say that. I was just, <laughs> just kidding. Speaking I was of, just guess kidding. who just messaged me? No, I was totally kidding. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the last official I mostly just said that because he's the newest. He is the newest. Yeah, I still give him shit all the time. Yeah. And, he, and I'll say it on ki- microphone. He doesn't know where the fucking notes are and he needs to get on that shit. All right, here we go. This is Scissors. This is the longest track on the album. Eight minutes and 25 seconds. A lot of these are are more short 
And I'd say more short and to the point. I mean, they're like two, three minute long songs most of the time. So this one really... I know when I saw it, I was like, what are they going to do for eight minutes if they haven't, like... If they've gone... gone, Like, because you can't just go balls out for eight minutes. I mean, you could, but... Well, you can, yeah. They're going to put... Someone sanding wood. Yeah, it's like industrial sounds. <laughs> for four minutes. Oh, listen to that bass. It's so fucking balls deep, man. <laughs> this would be a song back in the day I would like skip either ahead in the song or just stop listening to entirely. Same with... Uh, well, which one were you more likely to do, though? Would you Were you more likely to skip it or I fast forward? I think I forward? was more likely to fast forward. One, because I like it when it actually gets into the song. And then... Two, the secret track, which we will be listening to after this. Get this. I fucking love yeah. that song. So I was like, I'm at least fast forwarding to that. <laughs> but this does feel like an end of an album track that's just yeah. kind of all over the place and weird. I agree. And now I like it way more. Same with uh, Tattered and Torn. I like it way more now. It's almost like psychedelic metal. Yeah. I think that's why I'm more open to it now. I don't, you know, it's way more of a butthole at one point about things. I don't necessarily think it anymore. I think, like, what it was building up to. I love these clock sounds. I love how it's, like, it's timing and music, but it's clocks. I don't like what he's doing vocally. I feel like that happens a lot. Like Trent Reznor does stuff yeah. like that, yep. and I I am not into it. Like, I really am not into Nine Inch Nails or anything Trent Reznor. And it's that same singing style that I'm not into. See, I like this part a lot. <laughs> I think he's got a great scream on this. This might be the most aggressive scream I think he's ever had on any album. Because he starts to get training, he starts to like, hurt his voice eventually to where he kind of loses it. There's a live album, he sounds terrible. Yeah. He sounds absolutely terrible, but you can tell he just killed his throat and doesn't know what he's doing. Which everyone should do it right, but unfortunately, a lot of times, the guy, a guy's first album, he doesn't, he's not doing it right. Yeah. But it sounds great. And he's okay doing it because he's not going on tours for, you know eight months out of the year but then they have their first big album and now they're touring yeah. eight months out of the year and he realizes fuck I can't do this every night like I was and then they gotta learn how to do it correctly and then it sometimes changes the tone or it makes them realize they can do other stuff because they're like oh if I'm doing it right if I just shift it over to here a little bit I get this other weird tone mm-hmm. and then it just goes crazy which a person should do <laughs> That's maybe uh, tough sounding. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Uh, I'm going to beat you up. I'm telling you. I like this part right here. Here we go. <laughs> this sounds like corn. It's time. I, absolutely. That was also something that I had had a mental note of every time I heard this and it's it's not until it like starts to get to this part of the song yeah because he has like like, Jonathan Davis style the whimper the whimper tone the whimper yeah Yeah. whimper tone 
There, there's parts of corn that I really like when they would be like, it's heavy as shit. I just never enjoyed the. Yeah. That's what would always turn me off. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hurt boy. Yeah, this is a song where it's real heavy of him, like. <laughs> well, it makes sense based on what he's doing to his throat right now. Oh, I love those. Drums. Oh, yeah, I know. So I was just listening. Didn't mean to like look like I was I zoning out listening. on you. I was just excited. <laughs> I know later, too, they did some real cool stuff where they came out with snare drums on. After like third or fourth album, I don't remember. They would come out with like, snare drums. <laughs> a drummer boy. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I love marching snares. You were a marching band boy. Yeah, and I had the shitty snares. These people had the good snares, and then they got the good snares about two years after I fucking left, and I'm still angry about it. Still? Yeah, I want to play those good fucking snares. I haven't even been invited to play them. That's an insult. <laughs> When we graduated 16 years ago, <laughs> so I think it's time to let that go. They're Kevlar heads. You know what they make, what they use Kevlar for? No, I don't. Bulletproof vests. That may, okay. I knew I, I knew I had heard about it before, but I hadn't used, heard it used in a long time. I feel like people talk more about bulletproof vests. In like the nineties, I guess. <laughs> just like how they, they were a hit in the nineties. I mean they talked about quicksand a lot, they talked about all <laughs> sorts of things that they don't talk about so much anymore, so uh, marching heads now, they're made out of Kevlar, so they're thick. And you can tighten the shit out of them. They say you'll break the drum before you'll break the head. Wow. So you get this fucking amazing. <laughs> we just had shitty fucking regular <laughs> snares. I would definitely skip this song if it were me. Well, by this point, it's just like sort of a mess, and not even in like a a good way. It's just like in a, no, it just sounds like a mess now. Like you kind of lost. It sounds like track. they're truly just like throw everything you have into it. We are truly going balls out right now. Yeah. Give it everything, and that's it. Just sounds like a jumble. Of everything. Absolutely. And I think coming up, Corey starts doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's surprising they kept that. And he just, like, kept going. I'm sure at the time it was emotional. Uh, I bet everyone that was there was like, man, he just really, he really went through something there. But when you listen to it many years later, you're just kind of like, I get what you're doing. I do, I'm just older now, and I... I'm he's not a, as angsty. He's a tough guy. <laughs> he's and I don't tough. even I don't even think he would do that anymore. <laughs> All right. And that was it? Uh kind of. I mean had with a, that song. No, we actually had a minute left. It's just this fucking dongle. Oh. Just being a piece of shit. So we're gonna finish it. <laughs> Time. Time. 
But this sounds like he's like puking by the end of it. Yeah, he sounds like he really pushes himself physically. And I know, I think he was. I know they were doing it for the drums. I know, like I told you, they were throwing potted plants at him and like shattering pots over his head and shit. I think this is a time where they're under the impression that like it has to be intense, really, for it to be on to feel it on microphone. Hmm. And I know like even after this album, I think when they did the percussion tracks for the next album, Iowa, I think they put like pig heads up everywhere and like blood yeah. and like candles and like turn off all the lights and that's how they recorded. Hmm. Yeah. They've got some files that I know they recorded in like a haunted mansion at one point. So they definitely wanted like the whole mood. Yeah, they're going for the whole feel. Yeah. Which that is a theory, like the vibe of the room, the vibe of your emotion could make it onto tape. But there's also the art of learning how to mimic that emotion Mm -hmm. and not kill yourself, but still get it out. Which is the trick. <laughs> he definitely sounded like he pushed himself in a bad way. Yeah. All right, so... Is this your favorite character from Winnie the Pooh? Why did I say Eeyore? I thought it was Get This. I asked you a question. I know, but I'm confused. Eeyore was a character on Winnie the Pooh. He was the depressed donkey. Whatever the fuck he was. I thought Get This was on this album, and it's not. And I thought that's what we were getting ready to listen to. No, not Eeyore. Ah, oh, this song kicks ass. This is like straight fucking... I could listen to an old album of songs like this. <laughs> Just like, yeah, blast beats. Fucking go balls out. Somebody's saying I'm the great big mouth. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have the great big mouth. So there's a... Uh, There's an extended version of this album. and There's a song called Get This, and I thought that was going to be at the end, and I forgot it was actually Eeyore. Eeyore. By the way, I hated Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I was never a fan. My sister was. When she was like seemed like she was too old to be into it but I, th- I think she was into it because it was nostalgic for her at that point and for me it just wasn't because it was never yeah. I never watched it at least I never cared yeah this song fucking rules it rules heck I am the great big mouth. <laughs> That's funny. Sounds like you're saying I am the great big mouth. <laughs> That's the first time I got it right. Usually I'm way off when I think that something else is being said. Oh, emotions. So angry. Stupid. Maybe this is the cough one. I think it happens a lot. Take that motherfucker. Maybe it's not he, maybe it's not coffin. (sighs) 
So I'm pretty sure it's that song. <laughs> or it might be Get This. I can't remember. But during the initiation for one of the band members to join, they decided to make him watch poop porn. Mm-hmm. The scat play. Mm-hmm. So they've got video footage. And I think that might be the beginning of this. Hold on. I'll hear that again. Nope. There's a, I can't remember what track it is, but you can hear in the background one of the guitar players. It might be Mick, and he's writing one of the songs while all the other guys in the band are watching scat porn and vomiting. <laughs> it's disgusting. And so that's, that's disgusting. That's, that's the kind of shit they were into. Corey Taylor worked at a porn store in Iowa when he was trying to get famous. People knew him. him. People knew him as the porn guy. And he said that fucking grossest people ever would come into that place. (laughs) Well, thank goodness we are officially finished with that album. No, we're not. Okay, yeah, we're finished. So we're now to the part of the podcast. Well, you didn't do it. We're to the part of the podcast where it's time to I got some questions for you. I got some questions for you. I got some questions for you. I got some questions. I got some questions for you. Questions. Sam, why did you choose this album except for saying that you had it on the back burner for some time? I chose it because I needed an album to choose, and this is uh, this is one of those uh, got Sam into what Sam is into kind of albums. So it's a good peek into peek into inside the foundation of what I like. So what do you think of that when you gave it to me? Uh, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this place. Fuck Stop this world. That. Fuck everything that you stand for. I'm trying to dust it. Sorry, it's very dusty. Well, that's what I think. Okay. And I think I'm right. Well, my judgment prior to listen to this was, yep. Slipknot, here we go. Woo. I figured it was coming at some point. You got it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like necessarily upset. I just wasn't like, I was just like, okay. I, f- I knew this was coming at some point, basically. And like, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> but I, I also knew that I wasn't really into Slipknot going into it. Like, I knew that that wasn't my sound yeah, as well. And we all knew that you already hated Corey Taylor. So. <laughs> I don't hate him. Oh, I just yeah, you do. don't see what some people think is so great about him. Because I also have also heard a lot of Corey Taylor is like a bitch or whatever. I don't know where you're hearing all this. <laughs> Dude, I hear it in the world. Uh, I don't get it. I think you just made it up in your head. Okay. All right, whatever. How many times did you listen to this? I only listened to this twice. Ooh. And like a week ago. Yeah, it's been a bit. I listened. I I did give us the three listens, and then I skimmed through it a little bit today. Okay. Uh, Do you know what your least favorite song is on this? Yeah, easily. I figured that you would. My guess for you... And since I'm not allowed to choose that... Why aren't you allowed to choose? 
Well, because it's not really a slogan. Oh, the very first one? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um, and it's not true. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to guess Wait and Bleed, even though I assume it's what got you into the album. Incorrect. And that is not what got me into the album. What got me into the album was Spit It Out. Oh, the second uh, single. Yeah. Uh, I got to choose Scissors, the last song. Speaking of Scissors. Sandpaper song. You left scissors by the back door on the floor. You need to go pick those up. <laughs> okay. That's what I chose because it's long. It's just noise. doesn't stick out to me. Okay. Although it does get me into Eeyore, which is a good song. Okay. Ooh, what's Michelle's least favorite song? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You hate it all, so it's fucking hard. I'm going to say scissors because it was long. No. Wait and bleed. It is wait and bleed. That was my second. And it's just because, I mean, yeah, I'm not into the music, but for me, I don't like when he sings. It's this and another song where he like gets more into like the singing at at parts. And I don't like that. I don't think it fits to me. It kind of feels like pick one or the other. So when he, yeah, it's just weird. Which I mean, but I also applaud him for being able to do multiple different things, but I just don't like that sound of him, I guess. And he is the front person. Agreed. I, I'm not a big fan of Corey Taylor's clean voice either. But I also think that the, as I have said, I think that the drums also sound really boxy on that song. Like in the, like the beginning of it, like the production sounds weird. Like, I don't know. It's just the, the song sounds out of place to me on the album. So I think it might have been overproduced, too. And it had multiple versions. I think I told you, like, the single version, they turned down the screaming parts of it, and it's mostly all more singing. And maybe I really don't like that version. And I, that might be what I'm more familiar with, like, I'm just sure from hearing would. it in the world. Yeah. And I remember just detesting it. I remember playing that album for someone who uh, liked that single, and they were like, Ew, what's this version? I was like, What's the it's waiting bleeding? They're like, why is he screaming so much? And I was like, because it's what he does. What are you talking about? And I didn't notice. I never like really listened to the single version. Then they played theirs, and I was like, this sucks. Where's the screaming? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pissed off part? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so most favorite song. I'm really shooting in the dark with this. Okay, because I do not know at all what your most favorite song is it's definitely not tattered and torn no um my guess with nothing behind it is going to be prosthetics no i have to go with the last song the hidden song your yeah <laughs> okay yeah it's i think it's the heaviest song on the whole fucking album it's just got gravity blasts going on right there and then yeah this is the shit so is that about a gay farmer I hope so I have the great big mouth this just sounds like he's saying I have a carpet mouth I have a carpet mouth all right, Sam, what's my most favorite song? I have no clue. I don't really know either. Like, I kind of know when I was listening to it, 
but going back like it like when we listened to it this time it didn't stand out to me as much but i mean i guess i'm still gonna go with it but yeah i you don't have to guess if you don't want to i have no idea because there's really nothing to base it on uh you should play no life no life you think i should play it so you can tell if it's that one Uh (laughs) okay because i feel like that's I thought at some point that it might be that one if it was. A little rap thing. No. No, I don't like this at all. I have no idea. I really have no idea. I'm going to say I have no idea. It <laughs> is my favorite song. I, re- I don't because I even like, I just can't really. <laughs> I just can't really say. What does No Life sound like later in it? Why are you laughing? It's funny. That's why. Yeah, it's definitely not that part. Yeah, there's nothing about it I like. So I truly have no idea. I don't remember what the song was. So I don't know. And nothing stood out to me when we listened to it this time. Was it... Was it a... Marlon Brando's eyes. It definitely was not Marlon Brando's eyes. <laughs> All right. How old were you when you first started listening to this? Even though you already said you were. When it came out. You were a middle school yeah, kid. When it came out. And how did you originally feel when you heard it? Uh, I honestly was like, oh, this was made for me. This is changing <laughs> me right now. <laughs> yeah, this was a huge, huge thing. Which is so funny that. It was such a huge thing, and then it just drops off completely afterwards for me. But this was huge. Well, with that in mind and, uh, you know, time and other things that have come out by them and such, would you recommend this album today? I mean, obviously, a lot of people might have their mind made up about Slipknot at this part already or at this point. I think I would. I think I would. I wouldn't recommend any other Slipknot album, but I think I would. I think I could argue this album. I think I could argue this album. Is this your only Corey Taylor thing that you enjoy? Uh, I remember when that Stone Sour album came out, and Ken had it. I think he let me borrow it, and I used to listen to it a lot while I was playing a video game. But I can't imagine myself listening to it now. I don't remember what any of the songs really sound like, and I don't want to play them because I'm holding that one. My back pocket for when I really can't think of something and I just go look I haven't listened to this in a long time this could be awful <laughs> was that their only uh, was that their only big hit I don't really know because I definitely remember when that was a thing but I can't remember if they had like another song that was big for them other than that I, I mean, feel like that's the only one that I really remember I, Bother was fucking yeah, huge yeah being like that a was, huge radio hit I think yeah. that may have been the one that was absolutely everywhere. Okay. I don't even remember what album I listened to by Stone Sour. I've got the albums right here, and I don't recognize any of them. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and just say I wouldn't recommend this because I won't be listening to this oh, again. Wait, it's this one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Is he playing guitar? Does he play guitar? I think he writes songs, but I think that he has other guitar players that play it better than him. And he's definitely cleaning his voice up even more for this. I don't like this. 
I may, I think I did at the time though, but I don't like it anymore. Well, we're done now. We're done with the we questions are. and all of that. And uh, this next one, you know what's coming next, Sam, but the people out there I don't do. know what's coming I next. I do know. And, uh, and I know something about it. You do? I know that it's... It's going to be what, Sam? It's going to be... He's a motherfucking pizza. Yeah. This definitely happens for you more than it happens for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. We are going to be listening to and reviewing Speaking in Tongues by Talking Heads. Woo! And that's it. Thank you, everyone, Thank for, you listening. for listening. We appreciate it. Come back again. We'll be here talking <laughs> our bullshit. We'll be here talking our bullshit. I like that. Thanks, everyone. Bye. You're all right. I don't love you, but you're all right. See you. Bye.